Hold one. Arm drag. Brett screwed Brett. It's me, Austin. I did it for the rock. Oh, shut your mouth, you thong wearing fatty. Number four, arm bar. I am Sir Michael Cole. What? Welcome everyone to this week's episode of Grapplecast. It's me, your host as always, Taryn. Yes, as, as always, I am here alongside Jamie, Dan and Joe. It's true, guys. I am back. The host is back. I've had my first COVID vaccine, so I've had 2.5G of the 5G injected in me now. So we're halfway there, um, but I'm feeling bright as rain now. It's a good day and I'm back. How have we all been doing? I enjoyed last week's show, guys. It was very good. Very, very Someone's saying it was the best one. The best who said that? <laughs> My girlfriend. Yeah, she would do, yeah. She said I was the best one the week before. She wasn't talking about the podcast. <laughs> so the zombies didn't just get the mist. They got you as well, Taryn. Well, what I will say is, is yes, obviously, I had the COVID jab and I wasn't feeling too clever for a couple of days. Um, I'd much rather feel not too clever than have COVID. That's why I've had it. Everybody listening, go out and get the jab. Um, but it did make me violently ill watching Backlash. I will quickly just run through my thoughts on Backlash very, very quickly, obviously, because I couldn't last week. I actually scored it a lot better than you guys. I know you guys listening back to the pod were giving it around six, six and a half, seven out of ten. I'd go as far as giving it an eight out of ten. Take it, it loses, no, it loses marks for the zombies. Absolutely, it loses it. But I thought, apart from the Lumberjack Jack match, every match was a solid match, and it was a decent match. Both world title matches were good. I thought the women's matches were good. Oh, yeah. I don't think there was a, a forgetting the Lumberjack match here. As I say, there wasn't a bad match. I thought yeah. it was quite solid. What was your so favourite bit of the Bailey and um, Bianca Belair match then, Taryn? Well, it was the fact that it went less than 10 minutes, so that was <laughs> rather than that. But no, I, I I didn't think it was... Don't get me wrong, I didn't think Bailey um, and Bianca was as good as Sasha and Bianca at WrestleMania. Of, co- of course it wasn't. But again, forgetting the Lumberjack match, I don't think there was a bad match. I thought it was, be- I thought it was better than Raw and SmackDown. I know that's not hard, <laughs> but it's certainly one of the better pay-per-views that I've, I've seen lately. I, I wasn't... <laughs> Even the Lumberjack match, I wanted to watch it just because of how batshit crazy it was and how stupid it was. More to moan about it, uh, which, like I say, you guys did your moaning on it last week, so, so I won't now. You know my thoughts on it. But I wanted to watch every match, and I didn't skip any matches. I thought I was going to. And um, I really, really like the Cesaro and Roman Reigns match. As sad as it is to say the right person won, it's not quite time for Cesaro. I mean, it's been time for Cesaro for ages. But, I mean building him up the way they are now is too early in the build-up. If they are going to want to start building him up, he needs to win it six months down the line. He needs to get multiple wins over multiple people and he needs to go on that streak rather than just randomly picking up the title to, I would assume, lose it fairly quickly back to Roman Reigns. So they did the right thing. Not sure whether or not I want to see a continuation of Cesaro and Seth Rollins, but that, you know, that that's the way they're going. Um, Unfortunately, I think that will derail Cesaro as well because I think Seth Rollins is going to get his win back and I just hope it doesn't, you know, stop that push. I don't want stop, start, stop, start, stop, start and I don't really want stop. This is the opportunity now to push it 
But um, no, I thought the match was good and I thought the event was decent. But enough of that, because as I say, you all had your chat last week. Just two things, one on Backlash and then one on something else. I've had my COVID jab today and I'm still here, so that's dedication. Yeah, because I'd had mine on the Wednesday. As everyone knows, it was a special Thursday. No, when did I have it? Yeah, Tuesday. Tuesday See, it affected me that much. I can't remember. I had it on the Tuesday. We weren't recording on Wednesday. It was a special Friday release last week. Um, so I will add yeah. that I had a tooth out as well. Literally, one of the biggest teeth you can have out of your mouth at 12 o'clock. And I was still here. I still got here. You know, the Jericho COVID didn't stop he, me. He was drooling everywhere. He was. Literally uh, drooling. You could have a sucker in Thackerchath. Welcome to Grapple Cast Quiz. No, it was. call you back. <laughs> I was just going to say that. <laughs> <laughs> I was just gonna. Stays waiting for Lashley. Shillelagh in hand. You say your name is Finley and you love to fight. I say your name is Finley and you're a bastard. Wow! Can't say that. Wow! Wow! You, you can't say that. But. <laughs> The other thing was, I watched that Army of the Dead film and it was really good. So I still need I mean, to watch it. It's over here in the UK. It's on, it Netflix. Yeah, it's on but, Netflix and the cinema over here, isn't it? I don't know if it's just streaming. I'm not sure if it's over in the UK. Um, but cross promotion wise, the way they did it in WWE was awful. However, the film was good. So watch the film. Yeah. Don't let the zombies in the wrestling put you off. I tell you what, the the only the only thing that work comes out well from it, and it's unfortunate that it has to be Miz's first ever injury, is that the Miz was injured, so he's not coming back because he was attacked, eaten, killed, whatever by zombies, whatever <laughs> stupid storyline they want to go with. But what if he but comes if back as injured, an alpha? Like no way, if he comes back as the it. zombie, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But the thing so, is, if it wasn't for his injury, he would have been back on Raw the next day, which is just stupid. So at least yeah, and it would have just takes him out it. for six months. Yeah, exactly. It shows that man. Like, yeah, it didn't even happen. Zombie. That man can sell. He can definitely sell. Oh, he can. One thing that can't be done is putting a good episode of Raw together, though, because I'm sorry, guys, Mixed. but Raw it's once again awful. this week was awful. Worst yeah. Raw of 2021. I tell you what, Impact is, has been better. Even AEW. I'll throw AEW in there. That's even been better than Raw. AEW's always been better than Raw. Hey! Well, maybe it's been better than Raw, but... I, I just... watched a three-hour... I think I said to you lads yesterday, I watched a three-hour Raw in 25 minutes. Yeah, I can and believe it. That's bad. Usually, on average, it's about half of it. So if it's a two-hour SmackDown, I'll watch it in an hour. You know, three-hour Raw, I'll watch it about an hour and a half, two hours. This one, half an hour. It's all rehashed, repeated, boring. Even the, the segments were just boring and monotonous i don't want to be negative about wrestling i love it but yeah even joe joe fell asleep a quarter of the way into it like literally <laughs> fell asleep into it i did fall asleep that's true i did what well, the main event was it the women's tag again for the four thousandth time yeah and kane set fire to reginald's face and then um kane she, did yeah well it must have been kane oh it was lily wasn't it, it was lily. I, was gonna say, I was gonna say i didn't i didn't watch it. i just read the results that oh, said kane. see i read how bad it was knowing i didn't have to watch and then it. shana baszler went up to reginald who had a burnt face and said you cost me a match i'm gonna have another intergender match with you next week and he's just there like nursing his charred face he's a, i may have a burnt face but that doesn't mean i can't fight you <laughs> take yeah. that shana you twit <laughs> <laughs> 
I mean, Riddle versus um, Xavier was a pretty decent match. Other than that, even though he like... almost dropped Xavier Woods on his head. <laughs> yeah. Are they still doing this whole Sheamus and Ricochet business as well? Yeah, yeah. they're in, they're including in um, Ricochet and Bitter Carrillo. They're including all of them in there. Yeah. So, so, so we're going to have another triple threat, <laughs> probably. Or they might put yeah. Mansoor in there and make it a fatal four way. That'd be. Has brilliant. Mansoor been back on Raw since he was on Raw two weeks ago? No, he's on main event now. Oh, <laughs> okay. Yeah, so that that went well for a week, didn't he? He was a lumberjack, and then I think I read this week he was on main event with Ali or someone like that. Um, he's, he's basically wrestling Tony Nese or Ali or someone like that on main event. Basically, doing Good the two or five thing on main event. So here's a question. I thought about it earlier, actually, and I wanted to ask you guys, because I know you guys actually watch, well, apart from Joe falling asleep, but you actually do watch <laughs> Raw and SmackDown much more and in much more detail than both myself and Jamie. I'm sure going back four weeks ago, five weeks ago, T-Bar and Mace aligned themselves with Bobby Lashley. Yeah, they just have they? Did they just never come back after that? No, what they did, they did a backstage promo. You remember when um, last week Bobby Lashley said, "I'm going to do an open challenge to face somebody tonight." So everybody was going on a camera and doing a vignette, and said, "I'm going to face him." They literally were backstage right next to Renner McGann punching a wall, going, "Yeah, I'm going to challenge the Bobby Lashley," and then they didn't. <laughs> the they didn't, Bobby Lashley didn't even come out. <laughs> haven't done anything. We haven't seen him. Why does that make me laugh so much? The Bobby Lashley. <laughs> But, uh, so so they have been on Raw. They, they did a vignette. Or backstage. Did a vignette last week, punching a random again on a wall. Say, I'm going to face so, Bo- the Bobby Lashley. So mm. they helped and temporarily aligned themselves with Bobby Lashley, let's say, four weeks ago. Weren't on Raw for a couple of weeks, and then were on this week in a backstage, or last week, rather, in a backstage segment saying that they yeah. were going to challenge the person that they had helped to align themselves with. Yep. 100%. Despite not seeing him for a couple of weeks. Yep. Yeah. Great booking. Brilliant. <laughs> it makes you wonder where they come up with this kind of stuff, isn't it? <laughs> and, and you wonder why I don't watch Raw. Yeah, I've uh, seen so much. Smackdown has been better lately. I mean, yeah. uh, again, that's not hard to say. It has been better. It's going to be very, very interesting to see how. Um, SmackDown continues and whether they try anything further from August with the new AEW show that will literally be starting as soon as SmackDown finishes. Um, you know, I know they're not going head to head in that sense, but you've got one wrestling program straight after another. It, it that could potentially see that could help or hinder AEW because if SmackDown's been decent as it like has been lately, people are going to be like, "Oh, great wrestling show!" I'm, you know, I'm fired up after watching those couple of hours i'm going to go and watch AEW. but if smackdown's been crap people are gonna be like i can't i mean it might work for them they might go wow smackdown was crap i'm gonna see if AEW was any better or any worse but if but some people might go that was an awful two hours that's burnt me out i can't be bothered watching any more wrestling and then they don't tune into AEW. i don't know what your guys thoughts are on that. i think it's on too late i mean think about it on a friday night I mean, friday nights so I'll, I'll you know pubs are reopening i want to go out and have a beer um, you know, if if you, a good wrestling show is on, yeah, okay, you can watch it until about nine ten, and then you can go out. But do you really want to be staying in loads? I mean, the only benefit yeah. it will be is if you go to like a sports bar and they got SmackDown yeah. on, and then they got AEW on afterwards. Like that's great. You don't mind watching. Go to Walkabout. They have like American football wrestling on at like three AM in the morning. It's been great. I'm like, hey, yeah, Cardiff Walkabout. We've yeah. got uh, Mark. We have uh, we've, in the past we've had Mark Andrews jumping off the balcony. 
fall in 20 feet. They had an attack event in the walkabout for WrestleMania. So WrestleMania was on at the main, uh, the main bit at one o'clock. But beforehand, they put an attack show on and Mark Andrews jumped off the top balcony and walkabout. <laughs> Brilliant. If you, if you listen to his, um, he's got a new podcast out. If you listen to the first episode, he actually talks about how he brought his uh, girlfriend to that event as a first date. And he just went past his girlfriend and jumped off the balcony at walkabout. Just, just to confirm, because I was talking about NFL as well. You talk about Mark Andrews, the uh, the wrestler, not the NFL tight end for the Baltimore Ravens. Yeah, no, well, no, 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 nobody knows who he is. <laughs> nobody knows who he is. So, yeah, as in, as in Andrews, Mark Andrews, yeah. Um, I beat him coffee. Oh, lovely. He didn't send it back, did he? Did he get a tip? Um, no, he didn't. He didn't tip. I, I made him. He had a mocker, I think. He came in with his junior van mates, but I made him a coffee. He's a nice lad. When I finished working in the coffee shop, he's actually getting a tattoo next door. So, uh, oh, really nice chap, enough. actually. Um, when a genuinely nice, I've seen him loads. His band plays in Newport quite a bit. So generally, one of the nicest people, one of the nicest wrestlers I've met. Lovely stuff. Well, from Mark Andrews to the news. What's Wee. been happening in the world of wrestling this week? Well, we had an announcement that the WWE are going back on tour in the middle of July. Fans will be back also. Um, I believe it's an episode of SmackDown first that's going to be the Houston. first show. Houston, that's right. Um, Edge and Sasha Banks are confirmed to be appearing on the show. It's also rumoured that John Cena will be there as well. I think it's more, it's rumoured. I think it's more or less a confirmation now because I know he's teased it as well. So, you know, you've got three returns there. Um, should be a good show. I don't, I don't know if they, unless you guys have read anything different to me, whether or not it's full capacity, half whatever. I assume it's full capacity, the way that they're going on with things, whether or whether or not it's going to be half capacity well, spread around. Uh, I'm not sure. Well, I know a lot of the states like Florida and Texas are like, they're very anti-mask anyway, and especially, I don't know what the uptake of the COVID vaccine is in Texas, but it must be enough to warrant them having an event, I would have thought. Well, Sam Roberts was saying on his podcast this week, he was talking about it, and he, he said that in New York, they don't have to wear masks anymore. I know that's the same in Florida. I don't know if they're moving that in um, Texas as well, where they're going, but I think it is moving more towards no mask because if you look at the uk as well they've just announced today that they're having eighteen thousand people at a mini download festival and i think they said it, um they're going to have thousands of people at the cricket as well uh in england test cricket so it is all and euros next month as well yeah that's yep. it so it seems to be reopening over here and i know america uh, they wanted to have what 100 million people vaccinated by Independence Day, so, and that's only two weeks before um, that. You know, the money in the bank. So, I I would expect it to be full capacity, but it all really depends where they go. I think they picked the places like Texas, California's, New York's because of the rules that they've got and the fact that it's the COVID's not too high over there as well. Yeah, and especially so, with full capacity as well. I know we'll talk about it later, but Double or Nothing will have full capacity. I know it's only 6,000, I think it is, at Daly's Place. However, with Daly's Place, it's an outdoor arena, so I don't know if that makes a difference as well, whether the Texas one is going to be indoors as well. But, yeah. I would assume it is going to be indoors. I don't think WWE really do outdoor arenas unless it's a pay-per-view stadium event like well, a WrestleMania, isn't it? Woo! WrestleMania, baby! Woo! I don't, I don't think they want another rain delay, so um, I think they'll try and keep no, it indoors as true. much as possible. Well, last time there was a rain delay, Samojo got released, so they don't want any more of that, <laughs> do they? Poor Michael Cole will be crapping himself. <laughs> um, but it is a question then. So, have all four of us had at least our first COVID jab now? Joe, have you had yours? Yeah, yeah, yeah. mine uh, two weeks ago. Two weeks ago for me as well. Right, so, we've all had our first one. My second so, one's already booked in. 
All right. right. Oh, it's not just you, you know. Um, <laughs> so all four of us have had our first one now. If we were in America and we all got given a ticket to go to the first SmackDown back, um, let's say it is full capacity, we'll go on that. I assume the arena will be around 10,000. That's usually around standard. Oh, knowing that we've all had our first one, if they said, right, here's a free ticket each all, if you're all comfortable, would you all be comfortable attending? No social distancing, no masks, knowing that you've had your first vaccine. Well, we've got this dilemma already. We've got tickets to see a band called The Blossoms in Manchester in September. So we've already got this conundrum now. Like, do we, you know, go to Manchester and go to this gig and they, you know, it's going to be free range. I think I will. You know, the, the vaccine is shown to be working. And I think it is a case where we want to get back to some sort of normality. And I haven't been to a wrestling show in almost two years. So if somebody said, here's a ticket to SmackDown, you know what, I'll try and avoid the majority of the muggles that I can. But yeah, I'd go watch it, you know, get getting to see them. If it was SmackDown, yes. If it was Raw, I'd take a pillow with me. <laughs> I'd sell it for, for rice the price. I mean, rice the price. As long as I don't think I'd get know, it. As long as you've had, you know, you know, the people have you know, they check your temperature when they've gone in and you've had at least one vaccine and there's hand sanitizer anywhere, you know, they try and limit the amount of contact as much as possible, you know, they're doing as much as they can within their power. Obviously you can't do anything to stop people mingling but if they're doing as much as they can to limit limit it as much as they can then i think i would take the chance yeah no, that's fine. it's escapism isn't it i mean what you guys went to the cinema the other day i mean what was that like the first time you went to the cinema in a couple of months i mean well, to be fair there was hard, much of nobody there there was probably i would say maybe about 20 to 30 10, people 10 yeah if that, it wasn't even in, that much <laughs> in maybe what 100 150 seats um, so it was very spread around any anyway. Yeah, with, with, with the cinemas, you are social distance at least two seats yeah. minimum from the next person to you. They say that you have to wear your mask for the throughout the whole of the showing, even when you're in your seat. The only time you can take it off is to have a drink or eat some popcorn. I mean, whether you take it off or not is your own yeah. choice. You sat down, aren't you? But um, the only thing is with wrestling shows or football games or maybe even concerts to a degree as well is you're in an arena quite close. I mean, if you like, uh, I think I've got Blossoms on vinyl. I can't name you one of their songs. Charlotte. But um, there you go. Well, I'm just saying, for example, I've, I've got um, tickets for Chaim in September. But um, if you're obviously singing out loud like to a song, you, you, you're spraying, aren't you? Like, same with football chants. You're well, like, this what, is it. Chelsea, I... Chelsea, Chelsea, like spitting everyone. If, you're, if you've got a so... full arena, you're just shouting. I mean, especially in football when they're shouting abuse to the ref, going, you're fucking... You're spitting everywhere, aren't you? So that, I think that's the main issue of why it's, it's taking so long. This, this is the thing. I mean, I went to the football soccer for our international listeners on Friday. That was the first game in about a year and a half, nearly two years we've all been able to go to. It was... 4,000 fans were allowed to attend in a 15, 16-ish thousand seat stadium. Um, we were all given social distance seats, about four or so seats in between of everyone, and only one person or a couple of people from one household were allowed to attend. It's an outdoor arena. You had to wear your mask even outside, but once you're in, most people took them off. And then, of course, you know, if your team scores, as they did, um, people jumping up, shouting, obviously, you'll have spit and spray and all that kind of stuff, people hugging each other, jumping about. The rules almost go out the window then, and that's not necessarily to say that people are purposely breaking them. People are doing them probably without even thinking. You know, your team's just scored, you celebrate, it's just natural reaction to do so. So, and that was outside. Um 
So, you know, I agree with you all. It, I mean, it was the question I asked of whether or not you all were comfortable going back wasn't really like a yes or no answer. It was just to get a general consensus because I, I myself, I wouldn't be happy. I agree with you all now. We need to get back to some normality. We're all having or have had the jab at least one, if not two, by now. Um, you know, if 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 the it's jab not working. Like, I know Dan was saying that he's got tickets for Blossoms. I've got tickets for six, the musical, next month, and then Haim later on as well. If Aerosmith rescheduled their concert for next month, there would be no questions, Harry. You would go. <laughs> if it you was know, tomorrow, you would he go. Doesn't, well, yeah, of course with, with Aerosmith, he doesn't want to miss a thing, so of course he'd go. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> Dear God almighty. <laughs> oh, mate. Sorry, I had to. No, so no, no. no, no that's fine. anything else, is me that? Piss poor band. No. Well, <laughs> no comment from you. <laughs> you don't know what music is if it came back and bit you on the arse. Anyway, so yeah, <laughs> Friday Night Smackdown, Return of Fans. What is interesting, and I wanted to bring this up with you guys, is um, the I don't know if you guys have heard about the waiver that people have to sign when they go into the first Smackdown. So it's um, it's been released to read i've had a read of it myself i'll pick out some certain bits but it's rather interesting so the waiver that fans have to sign for the not just the first smackdown but i assume the first few weeks of shows um there's a few bits here you have to sign say i voluntarily agree to attend the event i understand and expressly acknowledge that attending is potentially dangerous due to among other things risk of spreading or acquiring corona 19 or similar infectious disease and other unanticipated and unexpected dangers that may arise from my attendance at this world wrestling entertainment event i hereby assume all risk of loss damage or injury including mm-hmm. death to my person and or property associated with the attendance at the event um Blah 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 blah, including yeah, basically, (laughs) including whether caused by the negligent acts or omissions of the venue, and including the negligence from World Wrestling Entertainment. So that's an interesting bit because they're basically saying there that Hmm. whether you get COVID and die from the fans or from the company themselves, you're signing that to waive all rights to say that you've decided to attend. John Cena threw his wristbands in the crowd. The girl got it and sniffed it and got COVID. <laughs> well, exactly. The liabilities upon the person who goes, you know, basically, you know, um, WWE just want to make sure they're, they're not in a position to lose any money. You know, they're, they're basically protecting themselves out of any ongoing loss. And, you know, they're just, they're, they're you know, they're protecting themselves, basically. So I'll throw this again, no right or wrong answer, just posing this scenario. First, first SmackDown, let's say for argument's sake, whether you have to show, I doubt you will do, because it's like you say, it's Texas, but whether you have to show a negative test or not, or if you're just having a swab, or you're not even having anything, maybe just temperature checks before you go in, anything like that regardless. Whether you're having them or not, you go in and you enjoy the event, and then you find out a few days later you've got COVID, and you announce it through the proper channels, or however they do it in America, and then it's noted that, oh, of the 10,000 people that attended, there were 10 let's say positive corona cases which potentially might have spread to everyone else is that it first event through the door for wwe and they have to put everything all on hold again and stop for another six months because of that or do you think they'll carry on it depends how many people get it but if it's like a low transmission rate like three or four 
I think if it's the case, if it's the case that three quarters of the arena got COVID, then yeah, they're going to have to look, think of everybody's safety. But if it's the case, you know, like we did the Brit Awards in the UK uh, a couple of weeks ago, and I think they confirmed there was no um, COVID cases, and everybody was sat next to each other. Um, they've done a couple other test events. I think they did that one test event um, up north as well. It was some sort of rave, and they only had ten Never people. Pulled. That's it. Yeah, you know, it was only ten people. So I think you there. It's you know, it's a case that. We're going to look at it in 10 years and go, oh, wow, you know, there's a, that was extreme. We wouldn't have done that with the common cold. You know, you go to an event and you feel sniffles the next day. But it is the case that it, it's going to be watched. You know, it's a big event that's going back on the road. You know, first real touring event, going back on the road for a sporting um, thing. So, yeah, I think it is going to be under a microscope. But I don't. I think if it's massive and there's about 10,000 you know, 10, people out of 13,000 in the arena getting COVID, then, yeah, they're going to have to think, well, it's really bad press for us because they're going to lose money. They're going to lose, um, you know, shares and all sorts. Um, so they've got to think of the brand's reputation as well. So I do think it's something that they'll be keeping an eye on. But you saw how well that they did WrestleMania. And after WrestleMania as well, they didn't – I don't know the exact figures, but I don't think many people caught COVID from that. I just I think that – I didn't see the result of anyone, to be honest, unless yeah. I missed it. Yeah, I haven't heard anything. But, you know, gone with it when we used to go watch Raw and SmackDown and they'd say on the back of the tickets, no taking laser pens or doing flash photography. Now it's the case of, oh, yeah, if a bit of scaffolding falls on you, it's not our fault. Oh, and you might get COVID from that scaffolding. Yeah. So, it's probably going to be the next – it's probably going to be the ongoing thing, you know, you attended the wrestling event. You're you're here. At your own risk. You're, no one's forcing you to be here. Basically, you attended this wrestling event. Confirms that you, you are you you don't hold us physically responsible for your own negligence. Basically, yeah. I'm not sure as well. Did they say anything like that when you went to go see the Blackpool game? Because like I said, the weekend just gone was the last uh, weekend of the Premier League for England, and all of the stadiums had fans in. Like. Manchester yeah. United, uh, Liverpool, or like 10,000 people in there, didn't they? So yeah. did they say anything when you were going to Blackpool in regards to make sure when you we bought... your hands on your tickets? Like... Yeah, when I bought my ticket, they basically sent like a safety note that just said, you know, please just adhere to all rules in the ground, keep your distance, wear your mask, there'll be no food or drink on sale, etc., etc. Please sanitise your hands before and after the game type thing. It was more just these are the rules and please stick to them. Um, there was, and that's the interesting thing I think with this is rather than it just being rules saying, you know, please adhere to these rules, you know, they're physically making people agree on purchasing these tickets or signing these terms and conditions to do whatever you are mm. agreeing to this there was nothing like that there was nothing we had to sign there was nothing to say if you caught covid at the football game at the soccer game it's your fault not ours that there was nothing like that so again i just find it interesting and that's not to say what oh, really? he's doing is wrong yeah. at all it's, i think it's just very interesting to see their their approach and i just thought it was worth a discussion point well, i'm thinking with that though because within the uk we're following government guidelines by saying we're allowed these people in there so technically they're not doing anything wrong yeah with them covering their own backs are they kind of going against most of america being like well we're going to put everyone in there because like there's only three states from what we're aware of at the moment new york texas and florida are allowing fans in the stadiums at maybe full capacity we don't know if it's still full capacity or not but that's not a guideline set by joe biden or the president that's just these states so maybe they're doing that like i said as a global international company because what they're they're in stanford which is pennsylvania so i don't think they they no. regulate to them Stan so. stanford's connecticut 
Gave up. God knows. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> apologies. Apologies. No, fair enough. No, like I said, it was more of just a discussion point just to get everyone's views on it. But uh, no, I think we're all in a general consensus that, you know, we'd be happy to attend as long as the correct safety protocols are carried out. You know, we need to get back to some normality and everybody needs to have a good time, don't they? Oh, yes. Um, speaking of somebody who's not having a good time, and we must be very careful on how we discuss <laughs> this next point. Um, there has been another release this week within the company of talent and uh, from last week's release of the five or six NXT talent. There's been a further, um, the Velveteen dream has unfortunately met his demise within the company and he has been released. Now, again, we won't go into any specific allegations that have been made because at the end of the day, they are just allegations. Nothing has been proven to be correct. However, you know, there's, there's very little coming out of the company as to why he was released. We can only speculate that it may be something to do with the allegations over the last 6 to 12 months. I have also read from a couple of dirt sheets and news sites that he wasn't very well liked backstage and he, he did have a bit of a poor attitude, which I'm thinking that may have also led or, or certainly might have been the final straw, certainly on his release. Mm. But again, being careful on how we comment on this, but does anyone have any specific thoughts on the release of the Velveteen Dream and what might may or may not happen next? I mean, he is a, definitely a talented guy and his character was one of the most, one of the more interesting things on NXT, but obviously the allegations that were against him are pretty damning. Obviously, we won't go too much into them, but the if any company like AEW or um, Impact hired him, I think a lot of fans would just complain or just not watch because of of what's been alleged against him. So I think he's, he's going to have a hard time getting in anywhere else. But hey, someone will book him, probably like um, CCW or something, but he's going to have a hard time, I would have thought. I just think it's a sad situation. When I say sad situation for him, not necessarily for him if he has, again, whether it's the allegations or whether it's just his attitude backstage, it sounds as if regardless of the reason that they've released him, it's, his, it's got something to do with his own doing, his own making. So if that's the case, I think it's just a sad state of affairs because he had such an opportunity there. Like you just said, Joe, he was a great character, very good in-ring worker, a couple of good storylines that, you know, should have arguably been on the main roster by now. Um, and could have really gone far. And if the release is because of such reports, um, and if they do turn out to be true, then unfortunately, it's you know, it's it's just a sad state of affairs. You know, if if certain things hadn't have been done, and again, we're just saying that allegedly, then you know, what a career that that could have been, and what a career he could have had. And I just find it difficult personally now to see how he'll ever work again within wrestling, because who would want to book him? Um, you know, of course, if anything regarding these allegations come out and prove to be untrue, um, then as long as he can sort out his attitude backstage, if those reports are true and he can get that sorted, then absolutely rehire him, give him another chance. He deserves it. You know, everyone deserves a second chance in respect of that. But again, that's if the initial allegations that we're not mentioning, which I think everyone knows about, um, prove to be untrue. But you know, if they are, unfortunately, but you know, what a what a waste. Hmm. He basically killed the character as well in that statement as well, didn't he? He said like the dream. Basically, the dream is the dead. Dream like, is over. It's the over. dream is the over. Dream. So you know, yeah. he's no yeah. longer going to be Velveteen Dream anymore. That was just a character that he was playing, uh, protecting kayfabe. I'm pretty sure he said in that statement as well. 
uh, by yeah. doing it in character. But um, yeah, so whatever happens next, I'm sure. Shall we move swiftly on from that one? I think <laughs> so. It's always it's always worth chatting because at the end of the day, it has happened and it is news within the wrestling world. Um, but from one release to another, this one's a bit more interesting. I think he lasted about thirty-five days in the company. Raw commentator Adnan Verk has been released. Come on, Daniel. Why? What's going on? Oh, he, we we gave him a chance, and I think I said on the first week, yeah, his commentary is not for me. And we really tried him. You said, oh, there's something in the water. And, you know, he's doing all these movie quotes and... Jaws uh, puns, yeah. That's it, he loads of Jaws puns. He was trying everything. But last week, he didn't sound too bad. He was, like, quoting uh, Corey Grave as the saviour of misbehaviour, which was, like, his NXT name. I was like, oh, hang on a minute. He's actually doing his research and it's going all right. I mean, he needs a few weeks to bed it. And anyone does in a new position, new job. So he said that the reason that he's mutually left, you know, decided to leave the company is because the travel wasn't for him. He was having to travel loads and the schedule wasn't for him. Um, So they decided to part ways at this stage but from what i can see it's just it hasn't worked out with his commentary uh, and apparently he's been offered fifty thousand pounds to comment on mma as well only a couple of days later so there's other things that's in the pipeline I mean, he seemed like a nice enough chap but I, to be honest he, he was irritating to listen to like there's certain voices that work and there's certain that don't but they chucked him in the deep end it's not his fault but i think really you need to sort of try these sort of people Need to try these ones out first. You know, it's sort of like the Adam, Mike Adamley effect. I was going to say, what if he comes as well? The raw general manager. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, but is this a case of you know you've got somebody new in this position? I know he's got a bit of an announcing type background, but wrestling's a whole different ballgame, especially when it's WWE and you know you got Vince down your ear and you know you know nine times out of ten the stuff that he's saying is being fed to you anyway. And then the you know the other one percent is you know the notes that you've got written down, but is it a case of, you know, throwing somebody really at the deep end here and just going, you know, not only are you going on the flagship show, the main show role, but you're also one of the head, if not the head commentators in respect of this, you know, why not if they wanted him on there, were they not trying him out on an XT main event, 205 live even, do you know what I mean? Well, Before throwing doing, him on SmackDown or Raw. That's what they did with Mickey James. She was transitioning into a commentary role and she was doing the pre-show on NXT. She did 205 yeah. uh, and main event. That's what they usually do. It's very strange they chucked him in, but I know that he had quite a lot of experience with other um, sporting outlets, like commentating. And there was a professional element to him, but you, there was, if you watch the latest Botchermania, they, they spend about two minutes showing all of his screw-ups over the first Oh, weeks. I've not seen that. I must watch that. It'll remind me of the Mike Adamley screw-up videos. It's quite a good, good Botchermania this week as well, and um, they morphed the Chris Jericho's theme music as well to say it's mandatory fun, um, <laughs> which is quite funny. I've still got it stuck in my head, but to be fair, I think he'll bounce back. He's a good little, he's a good little talent, but maybe wrestling's not his Forte. Uh, the rumoured names that I've heard, they're either going to bring Tom Phillips back over or they've got this Bellator uh, commentator already I lined up. I read that today. There yeah. was a former UFC Bellator and American Ninja Warrior co-host, Jimmy Smith, That's it. who's now rumoured. I mean, uh, with Tom Phillips, you have someone who knows the job, who did it long enough. If you're going to bring this Jimmy Smith in, you might as well have kept Adnan Virk. Do you know yeah. what I mean? You can't just keep trying new people. Or if you're going to bring this Jimmy Smith in, like we say, maybe bring Tom Phillips back, put him on Raw, maybe put Michael Cole back on Raw and have him share between I Raw and I want Nigel McGuinness. I, I want Nigel. I'm going to throw it out. Well, it would make Nigel. sense. 
put Nigel McGuinness, Corey Graves, and Byron Saxon. Those three will be hilarious. Byron Saxon, oh dear God almighty. Well, these Byron... as well, I think everyone's getting compared to, like, say, JR and Jerry Lawler. I think nobody's ever going to compete to those levels, are they? But... I don't no, know. I don't anyone's going to be happy. My favourite commentary team at the moment, I listen to NXT, and NXT's commentary is really good. Beth Phoenix is really settled in. Wade Barrett's, all right, I'm a, I'm a geezer. He's really good. And then they've got, um, what's his face? Um, oh, I've forgotten his name. The, the one who's going out with Mackenzie Mitchell. He does quite well as well. Um, they've got a really nice working rate, and none of them talk over each other. They work really well. Um, NXT's probably got the best commentary out of all of the shows. Um, but yeah, with Raw, like you said, it's a flagship show. You need something that's tried and tested and it works. So yeah, why don't you just promote people like the Nigel McGuinnesses to the Raw where you reshuffle it yeah. around, use what you've got? Or yeah, even you could bring back Samoa Joe. I mean, he was doing bring a great job. Back. What about bringing back Gorilla Monsoon and Bobby Heenan? They were the best. Well, they're dead, aren't they? Yeah, yeah, Jesse, no, Jesse, yeah, Jesse, <laughs> Jesse, 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 <laughs> I've been. What were you watching WrestleMania it's on WrestleMania Seven? No? no, get Jesse the Body Venture. He's been great. Just Body Venture, very good. Yeah, I just, I just love Monsoon. Instead and, of uh, having he... guest general managers, I've guest guest commentators every week. It's like get, different people just like get chatting. The iconic, get the iconics back into raw commentary. I'd love that. Their new podcast, absolutely as well. I don't I'm know not if you've heard it yet. No, no, we need to. We need a collaboration with them. I'll tweet them. We'll see what happens. <laughs> Um, and then let's finish off this little little bit of news. Uh, I can't speak. Last bit of news, should I say? Um, it's happened in the last couple of days. Uh, very just out there. I just want to see if you guys have seen it. Has anyone seen that Buff Bagwell got arrested this week? Yeah, I, I don't know why. He's, it was apparently he pulled his car over because of a dead battery or something, and then obviously police were passing to check and see if he was alright. They arrested him because when they ran his place, he had an outstanding warrant, unfortunately for him. So, I don't know what the outstanding warrant's for, but that's what's being reported. But I just want to see if anybody's seen his mugshot. Yeah, dreadful. My good God. The outstanding warrant's probably Poor for guy. that um, tryout match that he had during the invasion angle. <laughs> yeah. Arrested you for a shy match against Booker T. I just, <laughs> oh, man, that, he, he just looked, I mean, that, how old will he be now? He must be late 50s, early 60s, shall we have a look? But, I mean, he looked it, and he didn't. He just didn't look like, he didn't look like Buff Bagwell. He, he just looked like somebody, oh, God, there's me going, late 50s, early 60s, he's, he's 51, so that goes to show you how bad the pitch, the mugshot was, poor guy. Um but apparently it's more than ten, outstanding warrant for more than 10 charges. Don't know what the 10 charges are, but mm, not great. Maybe he should have turned himself in before. Unsolicited forklift. <laughs> Judy Bagwell on a pole match. Didn't the Sandman have like 27 different offences? Oh, at him? least probably he, for the same. at a time. Yeah, yeah, probably. Allegedly, we don't know. <laughs> but yeah, he... Um, Oh, God, yeah, he will have had multiple, won't he? Of course he will. Right, that's your news for this week. Is that the end of the podcast? No, it's not. Okay, see so yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, we do have a pay-per-view this week. It is this Saturday, isn't it? I'm sure Sunday, it is. Sunday. I'm sure it is. Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. Sunday. Um, yeah, Jamie alluded to it earlier. It is the 2021 edition of AEW Double or Nothing. So, as our listeners know by now, we don't include AEW or Impact or any other promotion in our pay-per-view prediction league, as it would just be 
too much but we will still have a rundown and a quick chat in respect of the card itself just to get our initial thoughts and again we, we can still give our predictions they just won't count towards the league um i believe there are nine matches so far obviously dynamite is um tonight at the time of recording so there's always time for a 10th or 11th hell why not make it 15 um but there's nine matches at the time recording i don't think anything's specifically been announced so far for their kickoff show the buy-in as they call it if it does i'm assuming the battle royal might go first as it tends to do so because they love a battle royal um so we might as well start with that so we've got the casino bottle royal for the future shot at the AEW World Championship. I will run through these as quickly as possible, but we have Christian Cage. He's done well since signing, hasn't he? Mm-hmm. Uh, Matt Seidel, Powerhouse Hobbs, um, Penta, Jungle Boy, Matt Hardy. He's done well since signing, hasn't he? Mm-hmm. Mark Quinn, Ashai Cassidy, The Blade, Evil Uno, Colt Cabana, Preston Vance, Griff Garrison, Brian Pillman Jr., Max Caster, Anthony Bowens, QT Marshall, Nick Comero. Is that Nick Comoroso? I've never heard of him. Why don't I know who he is? Um, Dustin Rhodes, Lee Johnson, and TBA. Now, this is where everyone gets excited and goes, who's it going to be? Is it going to be CM Punk? Will he debut him on the kickoff show on the buy-in? Um, it's probably going to be no one. Or this will still be a buy-in match. It'll be the first match of the show. Do you reckon? And the TBA is going to be the big show. You hey, reckon it'll be... It could be Captain Insano. Yeah. Oh, yes, there is. <laughs> no, what it if... Captain Insano. <laughs> I, I will mark out if it is Paul White, only if when he comes out as the Joe. I'm assuming they're doing it like they normally do with the Joker card, so the Joker will probably be the TBA. I'll mark out if they go, it's, it's Paul White! <laughs> Just like it's at Valentine's Day Massacre. Um I what if it's that. um I've heard Mark Henry's been getting himself back into ring shape and lost eighty five pounds. What if it's Mark Henry? I did see that. He didn't look much different, if I'm being honest. And I know <laughs> it wasn't that long ago since he was on the Raw Legends night and he had a fucked up knee or ankle and couldn't walk properly. On that scooter. Um I, I don't know. I mean this with the greatest of respect to Mark Henry. I don't know if I want to see Mark Henry come out of retirement because why? To put him why? in the hall of pain. He's in it, isn't he? He's in it. No, he's in the Hall of Fame. I said the Hall of Fame. Oh, the Hall of Fame. But put himself in it. He already has. He's done his ankle in. But in terms of the buy-in, the only two, uh, the uh, actual Battle Royale, the only two people who've really been hyping it is Team Taz and Christian. And that's what makes me think Christian. I think it's either going to be Christian that wins it because they hyped up Omega Christian when he debuted, or they're going to go um, a little bit off topic. They're going to put it as someone like a Dustin Rhodes, and that's going to be sort of his retirement out of there if he loses. I think they're the two sort of avenues that I can see. Everybody else in there just looks a bit filler. I I don't like battle royals for world championship opportunities. To me, it's just a cheap way of having the a royal world champion. Rumble. Yeah, but that's different. That's not a battle royal, is it? That's in like an hour and a half. What about the gauntlet? The gauntlet memorial. Oh, good God! I just <laughs> I, for, for mid card and lower card titles, I think it's fine. But especially with AEW, it doesn't make much sense to me because they go off the basis in AEW that they're going through a ranked system. So you can only fight for the world title if you're like the number one ranked, number two ranked, that type of thing. I suppose this kind of gives it a bit of a throwaway to go, oh, look, it's anyone. You know, you can be ranked 20th and have a shot at the world title. But then that just diminishes the whole ranking system that, that they've got. So 
and and again, just regardless of the ranking system, I'm just not a big fan of having world title. I don't know what you think, Joe, but I'm just not a big fan of having world title and more contender matches as battle royales. Mm. I I just I'd, I'd much prefer <laughs> prefer number one contenders to be done through tournaments or, or, or something like that where you actually have to go through when it. Happens, you're like, how can Orange Cassidy be number one? It's ridiculous. Orange Cassidy was that? number one, by the way. Yeah, but that's a different that's a different argument altogether. He should never have been number one. The only thing about Battle Royals is like you always it's always an opportunity for like the underdog or somebody you don't expect to win to win. So like the whole thing about the you know over the top battle royals it's like you have somebody who's like hidden under the rig or someone in the corner like you've forgotten about who's who's like in that last and then they just run in and then like put someone on the top rope. That's when it comes in to play. You like when somebody who doesn't you wouldn't expect to win on or somebody you've just forgotten about to win it. Yeah. Do we have a prediction then on who we think is going to win the Battle Royal? Christian Cage. Yeah, Christian Cage, I'd say. Yeah. yeah. It's also, I'll... Christian, in regards to the additional person who it could be. It's you could find... yeah, uh, uh, Most likely it could be Big Shaw. I mean, you've got Frankie Gazarian and Christopher Daniels who have just recently separated from SCU, one of them could be in there. Mm-hmm. Obviously, they've got so much stuff with Impact and New Japan. It could be someone from Impact. Could that Sammy Callahan, for example, coming in? It uh, could be to, Andrade. Could be Andrade. I mean, if you think about it, who's recently doesn't have a contract in WWE anymore and has been teased for Slammiversary? And could you imagine if he enters the Battle Royale and comes in and wins it all? If Daniel I mean, it's, it's Bryan never is going to happen. Debut, it would Daniel never be Bryan. in the Battle Royale. Yeah, but Don't be Daniel so Bryan, stupid. Daniel Bryan versus Kenny Omega <laughs> would be absolutely beautiful. Oh, it would be. It it's, would never, be it's never going to happen, obviously. Uh, but that's a few rumours going around between those five people. It could be one of them. Most likely, like you said, it could be Big Show. But I don't see his first match in about two years being in a battle royale to get thrown over by somebody because he's doing a good job on Dark Elevation as a commentator. I know he probably does want to wrestle well, again. Because but... He couldn't be in the battle royal because he'd have to win because how can a giant be thrown out of the ring? It's impossible. That's what always got me. Well, let, unless that's, unless that's just doing. to put somebody over like... It, like Everybody remembers when Cesaro body slammed Big Show over the top rope and that was a really big push. Like it's only yeah. taken five years for him to get a title shot, but there you go. Right, that's your battle royal. Hikaru Shida versus Dr. Britt Baker. I hope Britt Baker wins this. If yeah. Britt Baker doesn't win, there's something wrong. I mean, they've been hyping her up for so long, and she's incredible on the mic. They need to do something with her. Otherwise, she's just going to be like, right, when's my contract up? I'm going to WWE. She's incredible. You know, brilliant talent, brilliant merch. The crowd get behind her. She's a good she's promo winning. as well. And I like Hikaru Shida. Um, she's been a brilliant champion, so much better than Riho. I mean, that's not Riho. hard. Riho! Um, but um, yeah, they need to put it on Britt Baker. I think there's only been three women's champions uh, so far. Um, yeah, move it, move it on over. But they need to sort something out with that NWA title being defended on him on um, Dynamite. I have no idea why they're, they're defending both belts. Like, unify them, do something with it. You know, put Serena Deep against Britt Baker. That'd be brilliant. But um, yeah, it's got to be Britt Baker. She's money. It's got to be Kane. It's got to be Brit. Joe? Yeah, I agree. DMT. And can they sort out Brit Baker's... A little bit of a rant. You know Brit Baker's sidekick, uh, yeah. Rebel? She's called Rebel, not called Reba. Reba, not called Rebel. She's Rebel, then she's Reba. 
could call her one name. Just call her Reba or call her Rebel. I don't care that she's Rebel used to be called Reba. No, you're not the artist formerly known as Dentist Assistant. Just call her Rebel. Like, it drives me nuts every time she comes out. Randover, okay. sorry. There's Dan's little rant. She's, do you know what? I didn't think she was old as she was, Rebel. She's 42. Are you for look, real? She look, looks good for 42. She looks great. Yeah, she is. Um, okay, moving on. Hangman Page versus Brian Cage. And that rhymes, and you know it does, Jamie. Admit it. It's the Battle of the Ages. <laughs> Page Cage. <laughs> Go on, then. Um, I, I, it's a bit weird, because I know... Um, Hangman Page has had a lot of the stuff going on at the moment with Dark Order and stuff, hasn't he? So it kind of, I haven't really seen a lot of this on Dynamite when I'm and when I'm looking at it. When I've watched a few of the episodes, I haven't watched last week's yet. I've but, seen it. Um, Basically, they're having some sort of rant, um, and then he just comes out. He gives Ricky Ricky Starks is ranting at somebody. He gives him his whiskey, and then he jumps in the ring and beats up loads of people. And then the Dark Order come out and save them. The, the usual so stick. Weird, isn't it? Yeah. So it's, like, it's just come out of nowhere. This match. It's supposed to be like but... I think it's supposed to be like third versus fourth to climb up in the rankings. Actually, caring about the rankings this week. But like I said, if Hangman Page wins it, then surely that makes him number one contender after the triple threat match. Yeah, and we quite like to see Omega versus Page. That'd be a good um, sort of thing to build towards. What yeah. I don't get with AEW's booking of this specifically is. You would assume Hangman's going to win because he needs he, he needs the win, as far as I'm concerned. But the person, the only person that needs the win more than Hangman Page is Brian Cage. And this is my issue that I've got with this is you brought Brian Cage. And this is almost going into the TNT Championship match as well. So we might as well speak about that at the same time. You've got Brian Cage and Lance, Brian Cage rather, and Lance Archer were brought in at a very similar time within the company, both as powerhouses. You know, one of them was number if not both of them at one point were number one contenders for the world title certainly brian cage was did he come in in the ladder match and win it for the title opportunity this is lance archer's um second or third attempt at winning the tnt title the the booking of them both i'm sorry has been awful when it comes to the big match they can't they don't win they book them to lose this is brian cage and lance archer for christ's sake these are the two big powerhouse you know massive you know you're supposed to be building your company around two guys like this they should be dominating and destroying people they're too similar for me which is the problem i know not in their look just in the problem is you've got two very similar built guys who should be booked in a similar way but you don't want to at the same time but then they probably shouldn't be using them both in the same way that they're doing so for them both to be you know again in what i I would as you use with high profile matches, they're not, but once for a championship, one is, and be, you know what I mean, prominent places within the card being built up the way that they do. They get a couple of squats matches here and there, but then they lose both of them at this. They lose their big matches when it comes to pay per views, and then they drop off for a few weeks and do nothing or disappear for a few weeks. And this is going to be the same problem here. I can't see anything other than Hangman Page winning. So Brian Cage automatically loses again. So what's the point? Because he never wins the big match. And the same with Lance Archer. Um, what's his chops? Russo, Miro. what they call him these days, Miro. He's, he's only just won the title. I know he's defending it at the time of recording tonight against that Dante Martin, um, which he's going to be Dante Martin, so it will be um, Miro versus Lance Archer. But Miro's going to win, surely. So yet again, Lance Archer has lost 
But Mero uh, is a big guy who came in to be quite big. But just before... yeah, but you shouldn't you shouldn't be you shouldn't then be booking if Miro should win, which I agree he should, and he's a big guy. You shouldn't be booking Lance Archer to go against him. Throw anyone else against Miro so he can squash them and do it. Why Lance Archer? He shouldn't be facing Miro if he's going to lose. Be stupid. Um, this is why the rankings don't work from a storyline point of view. You were talking about big guys and stuff. Like if you look in WWE, all your titles basically are, say, Bobby Lashley. You've got like Roman Reigns. These big guys. Before Miro, it was Darby Allen. Look at all your champions. None of them are big guys. Kenny Omega, the Young Bucks, Darby Allen. Uh, they're all quite small, like compared to Lance Archer, compared yeah. to Miro. Compared, so they are like they're not basing it on big guys. If you've got the ability, that and, and all of them are really good on the mic. Darby Allen was. Uh, Kenny Omega is is all right. I don't think he's the best on the mic, but he's still all right. But he's incredible in the ring, isn't he? That's why he's had so many great matches. Yeah. And then the Young Bucks, good on the mic, especially with their heel persona, and good in the ring. So they aren't going for the big guys. They're going for if you're talented in the ring, you can back up on the mic. We want to put the title on you, which is why they are champions. And I'm not saying that Brian Cage and Lance Archer should win every week and squash everyone because they're bigger and, you know, over six foot built like Rick Chithouses. You know, I'm not saying that. But if we're supposed they'll to be... be world champions in WWE. But, well, this is the thing. If we're supposed to be watching wrestling and, and wrestling is supposed to be believable, are we supposed to believe that week in, week out, if this was a fight in a street, Darby Allen, Orange Cassidy, who else, would easily, easy, cleanly as well, without interference, beat Lance Archer and Brian Cage. It may happen as an upset once in a blue moon, but the point I'm trying to make is is when it comes to the booking, they're losing clean easily to these people. It just... Uh, you, you, they're not even building them properly, but even when they do, it just brings it right down to the bottom. I just... I don't get it. I, I criticise WWE enough for their mm. booking and the way that they do things, so I think it's only fair I do the same mm-hmm. with AEW, and I think when it comes to Brian Cage... And Lance Archer, and you know, Joe and Danny may think differently, and that's why we have debates on this podcast. That's the whole reason. But when it comes to them, for me, I just I think it's awful. You brought two guys in, try to do something with them, they lose their second or third matches in, win a couple, lose the big one, win a couple, lose the big one, and it's going to happen again on Sunday. Me, um, Lance Archer will lose, and Brian Cage will lose, and then what? I think the only way you can excuse it with the Hellman Page versus Brian Cage match is I think what James said, that the Dark Order are going to somehow interfere and it's going to be a, a, not a clean finish, a screwy finish. That's the only way you can really excuse it because um, Hellman Page is still doing the... Um, he's basically an alcoholic, isn't he? He's come yeah. with a whiskey glass and he's doing the buckshot lariat and the Dark Order say, we'll save you, we'll save you. That's the only way I can see it. Not not ending clean as if the Dark Order somehow interfere or cause a disqualification. Or Brian Cage might win. Yeah, Brian Cage might win. And uh, with the TNT title, I agree with you. Miro's just went. I love Miro, Rusev. But Miro versus um, the Murder Hawk Monster, there'll be two like big, beefy guys against each other. Again, I agree with you. The Murder Hawk should be a World Heavyweight Champion or TNT Champion, but Miro's just won it. So. The okay. problem is they're just booking themselves into a corner with a match, certainly like the TNT Championship. You know, Miro shouldn't be losing, but neither should Lance Archer. So why put them in the match together to start with? It makes no. Later on down the line, 
That's fine. After Lance Archer picked make up a it, few wins, make it like maybe a last won man somewhere else. Match or something yeah. Like, or like, like if Lance Archer loses, it's because he's fought. You know, he's he's fought he's fought for it. You know, you know, um, make yeah, like an Iron Man match or something like that, where you like literally have to knock me out to win. Yeah, not just like a clean pin match. Then it would be then be more excusable, I would think. Yeah. No. Fair enough. Right. Tag Team Championship match. I'm going to say there will be new Tag Team Champions. I think John Moxley and Eddie Kingston are going to defeat the Young Bucks. Young Cooks. It can go yeah. anyway, really, can't it? I mean... Well, it can. Uh, Someone has to win. Well, there could be a tie. <laughs> you know, it's a double a count. You're both the champions. Joint Tag Team Champions. Again, Get a belt each. John Moxley used to, was the World Heavyweight Champion, and now he's buddied up with... Yeah, he wants to give us the first ever Grand Slam. He wants to win it all. Grand Slam, yeah. But to be fair, Kenny Omega, if he wins a TNT, he can do it, can't he? Yeah, he's got every right to be here. It's a public role. See, I think it's going to be Young Bucks retaining. I think there's so many talented tag teams out and about moving around, and especially with those trios coming out soon. I've got a feeling it's going to stay with the Bucks because they're doing this whole power trip with Don Callis thing. So, you know, they've been doing this whole Seth Rollins gimmick, dressing up in his clothes. So I can see it staying with the Bucks, to be fair. I, I know just see that they're just boring me. They're just yeah. boring me, unfortunately. Did you not see with Private Party? Like, you've got Isaiah Cassidy, like, i got two watches because I can. <laughs> He's saying I've got two watches here. Where he like, was wrestling in, like, basically Ric Flair evolution attire where he's just in his suit with two watches just wrestling in that now. So it's weird to hold Don Callis thing, but um, yeah, well, Don Callis it, it can't go anyway. Don Callis is apparently leaving um, Impact now, so he's going to. I, I assume he's going over to AEW uh, to have more creative control. He might be able to help their booking as well. Um, but if they, if Don Callis is creating his own little power trip stable, it would only make sense to keep the belts on the Bucks. I would have thought. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, we'll see what happens with that one. Um, going from one tag team match to another, though, this is the more interesting one. <laughs> we have Scorpio Sky and Ethan Page versus Darby Allen, and it's Sting. Sting. In Sting's first live match in front of an audience um, in, what, four, five years? Four years? Mm, um, about that, yeah. So do we think... I mean, we spoke about this before we knew his last match was going to be a cinematic match. Do we think it will be more of a case of Darby Allen does everything, Sting gets the hot tag towards the end, few moves and wins? Or do you think he'll actually get more involved than people presume? I think you get more involved. A couple of weeks ago on Dynamite, Darby Allen got chucked down a set of stairs. So <laughs> I think they might be selling that a little bit. It was worse, like, throw down a set of stairs ever. Um, but I think they, they'll probably do a bit more of Sting. But he'll be doing those little you know, punches that are padded and he'll do his usual scorpion death drop and a, or maybe a suplex off the top rope. But I do think it'll be very staggered. Um, probably a solid 10-minute match. It's not going to win any awards, but it'll tell a good story. And I think it's going to elevate Scorpio Sky and Ethan Page. Yeah, I, I think storyline-wise, Ethan uh, Page and Scorpio Sky have to win, but it's going to be the good the goods beating the evil in the end, didn't it? And probably finishing that storyline. Because if Scorpio Sky and Ethan Page win, Darby Allen and Singh are still going to like chase them to obviously get revenge kind of thing, aren't they? But Let's get I revenge. Scorpio Sky what what I want to know is, are they going to keep like um, one of those like shot boards underneath the ring in case Sting has a heart attack? Like, clear! 
<laughs> when you said shock ward, I thought you meant what was left over from the bar wire match is actually going to explode this time. Oh, what's it called? Um, defibrillator, that's the word. Defibrillator, that's The it, rest yeah. of the sparkulars yeah, start going off. <laughs> Someone's going to have to explain this next one to me. Cody Rhodes versus Anthony Agogo. Someone explain that to me, please. Rivalry, to be fair. So yeah, I, but I, for God's sake, I mean, I Cody Rhodes is going to win. But... No, no, I don't think so. No? What? No. Oh, don't this do this to me! You don't even watch AEW. No, I do. part of the family, and Cody Rhodes is obviously part of his own faction. But yeah, Gogo has been doing really well. Like they've really no, been no. Yeah, yeah, I can't believe it. I'll have to watch it. I can't Gogo can go. He's been playing this like um, you like Shah Samuels if he wasn't Panto sort of gimmick. He's all right. right. Like he's been coming up with a flat cap and the um, braces, and he's basically been beating people up. But you know, like the NWO used to spray people's backs with yeah. the NWO. He's not. He comes to the ring with the Union Jack. Is um, this then... his first match? No, he's had, loads, he's had loads of matches on Dynamite. Um, oh, I've missed this. And he's been. Yeah. He, be, been beating, watch it. he beats people and then he puts the Union Jack over him, um, and they're billing him to be like the next big thing. He was supposed to be in um, the Inner Circle instead of Jake Hager. They were actually trying to. Uh, put him really? in there instead back yeah but um, jericho said no i'd rather somebody that i know give me jake hager i think he looked better in the group but he was ready to be called up in the inner circle we almost had him in that um he's it's really interesting to watch because he's actually blind in one eye from uh, that's why he had to retire from boxing because yes, yes, he had yes. um a shattered eye socket and blind in one eye but he, go, he goes really well um at heavy hitter and i think with cody cody saying that he's going to be retiring within the next year or two years or so he needs to start giving back and promoting the talent. So, you know, a, a go-go win is probably my prediction on this one. I My prediction is that Cody Rhodes will still be wrestling in 10 years. <laughs> Honestly, it is. I don't believe a word like he just, says. Yeah, he, says he will. Definitely. Yeah. Uh, but this one, it's kind of billed as like USA versus UK in it, this one. So I'll be surprised if... Cody Rhodes wins, but I wouldn't be surprised if he does win because they'll have the whole look. America is beautiful. <laughs> kind of like flag swing at the end with a full arena. Cody Rhodes a, will win. This will have a lot of people uh, bringing eyes to AEW as well. Like I sent a Snapchat to a few of my boxing friends and say, Oh, is Anthony Google? What's he doing on ITV? And they flipped over. They watched a few of the things they didn't realise. And then I showed them Mike Tyson was there as well. So a lot of the people who watch boxing, you know, a lot of people know Anthony Agogo. I think it was really bad what happened to him and why he had to retire. You know, he tried to go professional after the 2012 Olympics. And unfortunately, he had that issue with his eye socket. So the boxing community will be keeping an eye on that. I think he might be one of those names we see trending after the event. Yeah. No, fair enough. I think we've got a couple of matches left. Oh, yeah. Oh, God, we do. Why are they doing there's this? There's only one match left. No, there's two. We've got the stadium oh, stamp. Why are they doing this? What a match. The first the one was amazing. No, it wasn't. It was stupid. <laughs> and they're doing this again, but there'll be no crowd because the crowd will be in the arena, not in the, in the um, yeah, stadium again. aspect. Yeah, probably. Oh. I'm assuming it'll be shown on the screen again. Especially but, with Jericho's wh injury. Well, why? 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 Who's going to win? You, you're not a fan of the first match. Uh, the first match was entertaining for all the wrong reasons. It wasn't wrestling and it was stupid. Version 1, Matt Hardy was there. Like That was the worst bit, it. all the transitions between... Uh, thank God he's not in this match. But I think there's a stipulation, is there not? If the Inner Circle lose, yeah. they've got to disband as a team forever. So we've mm -hmm. just had SCU a couple of weeks ago after disband forever. Now potentially the Inner Circle. Well, it will um, be the Inner Circle. I, nah, the, the Inner Circle will beat the Pinnacle. Well, who's who is in a band out of all of those people? 
Jericho COVID. And uh, whose band is going on tour in two or three weeks? Well, I think they'll win, but perhaps afterwards um, he'll get Jericho taken out and injured or something. Yeah, yeah. Jericho will go, right, okay, we need a new leader of the inner circle. So I'm bringing in Lance Storm. And Lance I'm bringing Storm, in, it's Paul White. <laughs> the new leader. Uh, it's not going to no. happen. The, the Pinnacle just got new shiny little suits. And they did, oh, did you see that? Um, I don't know if you saw it, Jamie, that segment with... Um, the pinnacle backstage and they had Ty Dillinger and he didn't get a, his wine topped up quick enough. So he had, he had butted the sommelier and threw him into the table and then Tully Blanchard chucked him a tip. Like, what? what? You know, you've got MGF cutting this promo. Also he's like, I want you to top my all, wine up. They're all happy dinner. Yeah. And then you, you just got the um, revival going, yeah, we just want to win tag belts. And yeah. they just started going, we want to win tag belts. And Ty Dillinger's going, 10, 10, top my wine up, 10. And then but remember as well, like the pinnacle aren't breaking up if they lose. So, but um, so yeah, I, mean, I, I think they'll win. Yeah, I, I, I do think the inner circle will defeat them. Nah, I can't see it. Yeah, no. I mean, it wasn't that clear. It wasn't that clear anyway. But um, the 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 pinnacle, like I, I say this probably on every episode, but MJF can do no wrong. MJF like and the Pinnacle uh, are so good that they're probably going to win. Like I said, Jericho goes off, and then Sammy Guevara can have a, probably a good, a really good TNT title run. Like, yeah. I mean, I, I don't want the Inner Circle to disband, but they say forever kind of thing. But then eight months down the line, Sammy Guevara versus MJF, and if they win, that they can they can bring the Inner Circle back or something like that. You, you don't know what they can do down the line, but. I do think the Pinnacle are going to win and then put an end to the inner circle because there's nothing that they can do, especially with Jericho injured and going out. You don't want to see Santana Ortiz, Jake Hager and Sammy Guevara by themselves. Jericho is the face of the group. He's a little bit in the bubbly. <laughs> but yeah, and like I said, MJF's amazing. I love him. And I enjoyed the Stadium Stampede match the first one. Sammy Guevara's going to take a cart to the face again. It's going to be beautiful. Um, <laughs> There's going to be a jump off the stadium again, probably. I think Sammy Guevara um, shooting star press because he said that this week. I'm going to do a shooting star press off something tall. But, all right, mate. Yeah, so I mean, he'll probably try and climb up the goal, like you know where they where they shoot through the field goals. He'll probably jump on there and do it off there. But uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Like, um, I look more forward to AEW events than I do WWE pay per views at the moment. So I'm really looking forward to it. And one of the things is they haven't just thrown this match together. It's been built. There's a good story to it as well. And it's going to be a five-star match. <laughs> a five-star match. Well, it needs I... to be to get up from the one star that the last one was. I don't know. Shall we, right. see, how much, shall we see what the last stadium stampede was? Go on. Stampede Meltzer. Yeah, but Dave Meltzer can't even tidy his bedroom, so what do we have to respect his opinion for? <laughs> Jesus God. Did you I see that know. picture this week? I think you put yeah. it in the group chat where yeah. you just had bits of paper everywhere. It's like, come on, mate. Go on then, what did he yeah. get? I'm trying to find where it would be. I just, I just typed in Stadium Stampede Meltzer, but I can't seem to find his rating anywhere. I don't know if anyone else can try and find it whilst we're whilst well, looking. The, but... um, oh, we've got AEW double. Was it at double or nothing? Yeah. Last time, yeah. 
That's fine. Dave Meltz uh, rating. Let's have a look. So he goes for this Dave match Meltz was not rated. Meltz no, it's here. Enjoyed the match, but isn't rating cinematic matches because they are heavily edited. Yes, I've just seen that. But, but in other words, it was a lot of people were saying five to six stars on Twitter. Because oh, it was a gigantic funny? success, he said. Isn't that funny? At last year's it, double or nothing, Cody Rhodes beat Lance Archer for the TNT Championship. So again, <laughs> here we go, Steve. This is just what I'm talking about, isn't it? The one-star rating for Sean Spears versus mm. Justin Rhodes. Dear God. What was um, Melina versus Alicia Fox? What did that rate? Alicia Fox. I would hope that was a solid 4.2 out of that. Alicia Fox. Do you always solid. remember that? on um, Alicia Fox. They had the Stone Colds uh, tough enough, and they were all going, right, what's your f- show me your passion. What's your favourite match? She goes, um, Alicia Fox versus Melina. That and then she became one of the Funkadactyls, didn't she? Yeah, she did, yeah. Cameron, wasn't it? Funk is going to roll. Dear God almighty. Ah! Main event then is the what is it with triple threat matches at the minute in wrestling? Dear God, Kenny Omega, who will successfully defend the world championship against Pac and that guy who puts his hands in his pockets. <laughs> Go I would for it. Love it. So I would love it if Cassidy's gonna win, it's never gonna happen. Uh, Kenny Omega's going to win. Um, I think it's going to be a solid match. Pac's going to put in a really good performance. Orange Cassidy will be there for all the high spots. He'll have about three pairs of sunglasses. He'll <laughs> love it. Uh, well, I bet you Pac and Omega will break two pairs and he'll, and he'll bring out a third pair. It's like, are you all right? Um, but I'm thinking he's going to be shown quite big. And I'm going to say Omega is going to pin the pack. I reckon Omega's going to stack him. And pin him like Roman Reigns, and then he's going to come out to oh, oh music on the next Dynamite. <laughs> God Almighty, yeah. we going for an Omega retain then? Yeah, yeah. smash him. Right, are we going to quiz it to finish off the week then? Yeah, and before quizzy, we start quizzy. quizzing, uh, can you just remind me, Taryn, who's at the bottom of the quizzing league? I, I think I accidentally deleted it all. I think. Well, considering um, you weren't here last week. Right. You needed to add the scores in because Who Joe won, won last week. week. It was Joe, wasn't it? So it Joe now goes on to three. So we've got Dan on six, Joe on three, Jamie on four, turn on two. So we've got... Who's um, <laughs> <laughs> this week? <laughs> two, I know. Right, okay. So, guys, this week, I thought I'd do things a little bit different. So I was... No, you can't do that. I wrote the first couple of questions for the quiz I thought, right, let's get a bit of inspiration from somewhere. And just from having a Google, I came up with something that I could not believe. Had a wrestling quiz, and I thought, wouldn't it be funny if I did this? So, I'm going to test your guys' knowledge on a quiz that I haven't written, right? And I want to see how you do on a children's quiz about WWE based on, I don't know why they do this, the Beano comic website have their own WWE quiz. The Beano. I own every single Beano annual since 1976, so this sounds great. Brilliant. He's so, seen the quiz. This is a good. He's seen it. <laughs> they have the ultimate WWE wrestling quiz. So they put there are quizzes, and then there's the ultimate quiz. Looking for a wrestling quiz? This will literally wrestle your mind. He was literally so, didn't even want to create a quiz this week. He just went online and found the first. Oh one no, believe me, the first two <laughs> questions that I used were great, and then when this came up, I thought, no, we're what's doing the, this. What's the American equivalent of Beano? I don't know. 
Archie. 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 Archie Comics. Riverdale. So I wanted to use this more because some of because it's multiple choice. So if it's not going to be easy enough for you anyway, because it's the Beano, the fact that there's multiple choice the multiple as well. Choice, no, I'm giving you multiple choice because of how brilliant some of the answers <laughs> that you can pick are. So question one. What does WWE stand for? Is it World Wrestling Entertainment, Worldwide Entertainment, World uh, Wrestling World Empire, or Wow, wrestling excellent. <laughs> well, if you were going on the YouTube comments after Raw, it's probably the last one. Um, some of the questions are a bit more difficult. But anyway, who won the United Kingdom Championship in Illinois in 2017? Seth Rollins, Pete Dunne, Apollo Crews, or Dean Ambrose? <laughs> <laughs> Question three. Who is Finn Balor better known as? <laughs> the Demon King, The Miz, The Rock, or Roman Reigns? <laughs> I hope you've got a tiebreaker. Uh, <laughs> at WrestleMania 33, who asked Nikki Bella to marry him? <laughs> John Cena, AJ Styles, Brock Lesnar, or Samoa Joe? I thought it was Don Morocco. <laughs> Get rid of this. This is brilliant. Nice. Right? Which of the following is Seth Rollins' signature move? <laughs> I ain't get ready for this. The power clap, King's Landing slash ripcord knee, the old peekaboo, or the big tickle? <laughs> what? <laughs> what? Who won will... Yeah, so King's Landing slash ripcord knee, the power clap, the old peekaboo. Or the big tickle. <laughs> <laughs> Who won the World Heavyweight Championship at the 2016 Royal Rumble? Lesnar, Triple H, Kevin Owens, or Becky Lynch? <laughs> oh, my days. <laughs> this is my favourite. Where did the 2016 Royal Rumble take place? Was it Los Angeles? Orlando? Beano Town <laughs> or the Moon? For sake. The Jetsons appeared in a WWE themed cartoon film, but what was it called? The Jetsons Get Ready to Rumble, the Jetsons Cage Match, the Jetsons and WWE Robo WrestleMania. Or the Jetsons try their hand at professional wrestling. I actually know this one. His finishing move is the Tombstone Pile Driver. But what is his name? <laughs> the Undertaker, Stone Cold Steve Austin, Sting, or Eddie Guerrero? <laughs> and your last question. To round it off, what was Brock Lesnar? This is the question, right? This is how the question is is worded. What was Brock Lesnar? Spe not Brock Lesnar's. What was Brock Lesnar' special move at WrestleMania 32? Right. <laughs> so, what was Brock Lesnar's special move at WrestleMania 32? 
the F5 isn't an answer, so pick one of these. The bank statement, the Irish curse, the coup de grace, or the shooting star press. <laughs> I don't remember it being any of them, but pick one. Was it not supposed to be like WrestleMania 22? God knows. But that says WrestleMania 32. And let's be honest, the year that this was written, this quiz, would have been the year of WrestleMania 32. So whatever they're using, as in the answer, that it, it is meant to be WrestleMania 32. So, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. So... Do we all have answers? There were there were there were more questions. I'll tell you a couple at the end, just because some of them were funny. But they were just the they were just the first ten, because some of the answers are just absolutely brilliant for some of the questions. Um, so yeah, shall we shall we go with that? Just go for it. Let's do right. it. <laughs> Let me just submit the answers so we know. Right, here we go. So, question oh, one. Got 10 out of 10. What does, what does, I didn't give you the answer, not that you know. What does WWE stand for? Not Walk, Walk with the Lies. Walk with the Lies. I hope we all got World Wrestling Entertainment. Yeah. So, oh, who won no. the UK Championship in 2017 in Illinois? Pete Doon. Correct. What's Finn Balor better known as? Prince Devitt. That wasn't an answer. <laughs> the Demon, the Demon King. King. Not the Fergal. Miz, no. Fergal Devitt. At WrestleMania 33, who asked Nikki Bella to marry him? Brie Bella. Mike Yoda. John, John Cena. Cena. Good. Well, well, right. Well. So, what do we, so this is one of the first ones that I thought somebody could put a different answer, so we'll go around the room on this one. So what is Seth Rollins' signature move? Joe? King's Landing Ripcourt. Jamie. The ripcord knee. Dan. Yeah, King's Landing. Oh my god, it is the power no it's it is the King's Landing. Right. Because okay. he was the he was the Kingslayer, wasn't he? Yeah. Who won the world championship at the two thousand and sixteen Royal Rumble? Joe? Triple H. Dan? Uh Paul Levesque. Jamie. Triple bitch. Correct. Where did the rumble take place, Joe? Orlando. Dan? Los Angeles. Los Angeles. Oh, so got it's Orlando, so Joe didn't too far. I can confirm it, so it wasn't Vino was... Town or the Moon. So it wasn't the Moon. <laughs> um, what's the Jetsons WWE themed film called, Joe? Get Ready to Rumble. Dan? You Robo just tied Rest it again. It's Robo it WrestleMania. Robo oh, WrestleMania. Oh, my <laughs> God. It's Robo WrestleMania. No, it could not change on this. Somebody might have put the incorrect answer. His finishing move is the Tombstone Battle Driver. But what's his name? Undertaker. Yes. Mark Calloway. Kane! Right. Kane, Kane the Undertaker. Undertaker. This is this is brilliant. I am going off. This is the Beano quiz. I am going off the Beano quiz. So whether the answer is right or wrong in real life, you have to give me what the Beano quiz has put as the answer. <laughs> so what was Brock Lesnar's special move at WrestleMania 32? Joe? I thought coup de grace. Dan? Shooting star. JB? Well, I thought it, I thought I went shooting Star Press because that's what he did at WrestleMania 22. 
they they have taught shooting star press. He didn't even do that at WrestleMania 32. Oh, it, was, it, was, it was 22, though. No, right? I'm going off what the Beano says. <laughs> so, so what's the all off, I've got a feeling we need a tiebreaker between Jamie yeah. and Dan Boy. Yeah, well, I think we're on nine, Joe's on eight. There are some great questions. Here, if only it's... you went for Robotomania. This isn't the question, but I've got what's the Rock's real name? They've put Dwayne Johnson, Rock Johnson, Dwayne Rock, or Dwayne Rockington. I like that. That's great. <laughs> Dwayne Rock. Um, let's have a look. What can we have? It's got. It's got. Why don't you come... answer one of the questions that you made? Right. No. Made two. I'm questions. going off this one because this is actually a proper question. Again, could be incorrect because it's the Beano, but here we go. Between. Dan and Jamie. What the right? Well, we'll go for another one. <laughs> Emmanuel Alejandro Rodriguez is Kalisto, but in which country was he born? Mexico, Spain, the USA, Wales. <laughs> Dan, Mexico. what do you want to go with? Mexico. Mexico. You both go with Mexico. Yeah. Anyone want to go with anything different to try and win? I'm not saying that's a good thing. The Beano have put the United States of America. It the could have well be. <laughs> so, there we go. So um, we're not doing that one. Who were the Usos? Because the answer is not Keith and Kevin Uso or Barry and Timothy <laughs> or Dennis and Walter. Um, okay, let's go for. Oh, no. See, all of these are too obvious. Right. Shall I go with one of my questions? As the tiebreaker. Do it. Right, here we go. Let's get it up. You need to do a nearest two. That's the best way to do it because we can both just answer the same question. If he says something, I could say exactly the same as him. If I say something, he could say the exact same. Right. It needs to be a nearest two. uh, Could you ask who won the tag titles WrestleMania 7? (laughs) Because I just watched it. (laughs) What was the first match at WrestleMania 17? Write your answers down. I'll give you a minute. Okay. First match at WrestleMania 17, and I'm going to quickly go to it now and say, Jamie, what was the first match at WrestleMania 17? In fact, I want you to both say at the same time after three, so neither of you can say it was. Okay. By first match, I mean not what the dark match was, what the first okay. match on the card was. So after three, one, two, three. Ladder match. Regal versus Jericho. It was Regal versus Jericho the first match. Yeah, <laughs> we get the point. <laughs> the European Championship. Can anyone tell me, just out of interest, what the dark match was at WrestleMania 17? Because I didn't know this. Um, Steve Blackman versus Al Snow. Almost. Steve Blackman was involved. <laughs> it was a weird pairing. So it was X Factor, which is just incredible, and X Pack with Albert versus Steve Blackman and Grandmaster Sexy. <laughs> so they just <laughs> threw that together at the last minute, didn't they? Um, it's Brian Christopher. So Jamie Your gets the points, and that puts answer. him on five. He's only one point behind Dan now. So it reads Dan six, Jamie five, Joe three, Taryn, unfortunately. And who's hosting the quiz next week? Who is next week? Me. Oh, it's good. Right, I can get to three points. Brilliant. He's um, falling off his chair. So that that was the Beano quiz, guys. <laughs> the best quiz of half them answers, God knows, at the shooting star press and all that. Some of them answers are brilliant. You can tell it's for children. But I thought that would just be a little bit amusing. So I enjoyed that. Daniel, where can people find us on the socials? So you can find us in many different avenues and places. You know, we're available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever you get your podcasts. We're Grapplecast Show. Uh, but on Twitter, you can also uh, drop us any suggestions. We had a really good suggestion this week to go and watch The Great American Bash 92. 
Uh, we always welcome your comments. On we are going tickers. to do it, I think. I think we will do it from the person, thank you very much, who suggested that. I did it ask, is going to be a future episode. I did ask Brendan White, and he told me to rewatch WrestleMania Backlash. I don't think he realises we review the oh, we review. Well, you don't listen to the podcast. Come on, Brendan White, give us a listen. He's um, yeah, the best wrestler in Wales. Best wrestler in Wales. He's Welsh. But yes, so you can find us on the socials at Grapplecast Show, Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, as Daniel just said. So next week, we'll have a look at how Double or Nothing was, how it went down. I'm sure there'll be another poor episode of Raw after that as well, in between that and the show. And of course, as always, we will look at the latest news in the world of wrestling. But until then, I've been Taryn, and I've been joined by Jamie, Dan, and Joe, as always. That's a new ending. That was interesting, wasn't it? Until then, we'll see you all next week. Bye. See you later, guys. Bye. Bye. Bye-bye. Hold one. Arm drag. Rep screwed rep. It's me, Austin. I did it for the rock. Oh, shut your mouth, you thong-wearing fatty. Number four, arm bar. I am served.